Hey everybody, welcome to BT Talk Sports. Today is February 16th, and we're here in Provo, Utah. I'm TM here with B. What's up, B? Not much. Feeling good. Feeling good. B's yeah. about to go on a a little trip to Michigan here, so yeah. we decided to do a little pod real quick as as he's heading out the door. But uh, big announcement: today's my half birthday. Today's, today's Sarah's birthday. Sarah, what better gift for Sarah than to see her son? You know. Yeah, and to be and to be shouted out on BNT Talk Sports. Dude, that, that probably means more to her more than anything. Yeah. So. And driving 13 hours to Michigan here. What part of Michigan? Detroit area? Uh, a little in between Lansing and Detroit. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah, it's like it's it's actually closer to Toledo, where we're gonna be. Ah. Uh, okay. so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Sarah, we wish you yeah, a happy, happy birthday. birthday. You don't look a day above 30. Nope. Please, please, uh, please, no, I'm not joking. Um, love you, Sarah. Anyway, um, yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, I was about to say, that I was like, yeah, what, what, what major things have happened besides the Super Bowl? Um, so we got the Super Bowl Chiefs pull it out 38-35, which wasn't necessarily shocking to either of us. No. Um, I think we both predicted. You basically predicted that while I predicted not that, but gave the disclaimer that I would not at all be shocked if what happened happened. Uh, I kind of thought, well, my exact prediction would have happened as far as the Chiefs winning by seven had that holding penalty not been called, I believe. Yeah. Um. Or Wait, no, because no, no, no. that would have been fourth down. Yeah, it would have been fourth fourth down. They would have kicked. It would have just meant goal. the Eagles got the ball earlier. Yeah, which um, which was kind of a lame way to end the Super Bowl, but I think yeah. it was the right call. Yeah. It's a that's a tough spot to be in, but I think that was the right call. I don't love it, but like, it it's a weaker hold is. call. Weaker. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't love it, but I'm not like uh, I'm not gonna watch after watching that game. I'm not just gonna like yell about the refs. If you're an Eagles fan, like go for it. Yeah. I don't blame you. But as like a like, I'm not gonna let that ruin what was an awesome game for me. Yeah, you know? and also, yeah, the Eagles, I think it's technically correct, even though I don't love it. Yeah, and the Eagles, I mean, dominated the first half. Yeah. Offensively and defensively. Yeah. And then their offense still. Wasn't terrible, but their defense couldn't hold Mahomes yeah. and company down. I guess no. there's uh they scored I believe every single possession in the second half. They did, and I think the I think they just had that one field goal. I think otherwise it's just touchdowns. Yeah. Right. And um, and I think like like what stood out to me is like I don't think like I think it's easier to think like oh the Chiefs only scored fourteen. Like in the first half, but I think that was largely due to the Eagles' offense operating in a way, like in which Patrick Mahomes was never on the field. They did get some stops; they were better for sure. But like, I'm not sure if it was a product of the defense playing as well as much as it was just like we're going to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, which is a great strategy, whether your defense is great or not. And no, um, and and to further your point, seven of those fourteen points were only scored by the Chiefs offense. There was a that scoop and six. Yeah. Um so yeah. 
Yeah, it really seems like the Eagles. The Eagles seemed they, they absolutely had the, better for. They had the right strategy. I agree. Like hold on to the balls as long as you can, trying to make minimal mistakes. But they they had some costly mistakes, um, and I also think it didn't help that the field, which supposedly was had this new grass, whatever that was put on two weeks before. Was a meme, dude. It was li- that was like terrible. Like the amount of people slipping and stuff. That horrible. is that's unacceptable. I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the guy or girl in charge of that gets fired. It's uh, it's it's one of those things that like it definitely affected both teams. So I can't like pin it on one thing, but it did definitely make the whole thing less enjoyable because I think there was no. Uh, did anyone get? I don't think there was a sack. I can't think of. If there was, there was like one or two. But there was like I remember. I don't remember Patrick Mahomes did not get sacked. I know that. Um, and I don't remember Jalen Hurts getting sacked. He could have been, but I'm like almost certain Patrick Mahomes did not get sacked. And I do think that's where a lot of that came in. Because you'd see those edge guys get around the corner. A lot of what they have to do is, like, put pressure on their feet as they're sort of bending, right? Yeah. You know, trying to get around. And they kept slipping when they were doing it. Yeah. Um, it was, it offensive was, lines were great, though. It was really – and it was really fun to see Andy Reid get another Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, he had some really awesome – Play calls him as like him and the offensive coordinator. Yeah, Eric the um, enemy. Eric the enemy. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was really cool to see some of those goal line sets. Yeah. That you and I are both fans of the the fake jet sweep, cut Out. back. Yeah, love that play. <laughs> but yeah, I think like I at least came out away from this game. I really felt like the Eagles were better were, like, better as a team. Where I'm like, this feels like the best team in football. But then the issue was the other team had Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid. And those three people was enough to beat an elite Eagles team. Yeah, and... They just sort of willed that team to... They just sort of willed... Their way to a victory, those three. And you know, the it was a team effort, but yeah, and the Chiefs just as an organization and like their main players, like you said, Mahomes and Kelsey, their coaching, they have experience. When they're not going to the Super Bowl, they're making it to the AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. They're they know how to play in the postseason. Eagles have a newer team, newer pieces, younger guys, new coach, and so and so even though they might. They might be the better team. Mm-hmm. I think experience just comes into play a lot, I, and especially with the big pieces. I mean, Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback, yeah. and I don't think he played bad, but I think Mahomes he was just, fantastic. Yeah, Jalen Hurts was fantastic. And but I it's think it's not his fault. I think Mahomes just knew what he had to do. Yeah, and he knew what it would have to take in order for them to yeah. win, and he did his part. And luckily, the defense came up. Yeah, for Kansas Chiefs on their end as well. Yeah, and and the Eagles, the one thing is they're not actually as it, it depends because they do have plenty of holdovers from that Super Bowl winning team. A lot of their offensive line, they have probably the best offensive line in football. Um, 
a lot of those guys have been around, like Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, guys like that. Um, but then, yeah, there's newer guys like A.J. Brown, um, Devontae Smith. Guys in the secondary were like Darius Slay is like, you know, their top corner, but he had never played in a Super Bowl before. So, like, I just think I, I really came to – like, the in the second half, the coaching – from the offensive side of the ball over the defensive side of the ball was huge. And the offensive line being able to protect Patrick Mahomes was key because the last Super Bowl that the Chiefs played in, they lost largely because the offensive line couldn't protect Patrick Mahomes against uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks, And that's why the Bucks just had a field day and just dominated. Uh, this time, the I, elite I, I think... Eagles defensive line with guys like Linval Joseph and Dadamakin Sue coming off as like the second unit like they were not able to get a sack on Patrick Mahomes that's insane Reddick just an elite defensive <laughs> line wasn't able to get anything alright let me I got what you were saying but it was just funny the way you said it about how how the Chiefs couldn't protect Mahomes from Tom Brady and the Bucks, even though Tom Brady wasn't necessarily like yeah, rushing yeah, yeah, yeah. that was just a funny against, way against, against the top like Tampa Bay Against Tom Brady on the rush, um, but yeah, no, that's Tom a good, Brady just rushing the passer. That's, yeah, I mean that's a good point. I mean, yeah. I think if you have any chance of winning against Mahomes, you need to put pressure on him. Which I mean, there are times where that gotta, still doesn't work. <laughs> well, they did put pressure on him, yeah, but yeah. you got to finish the play yeah. and make it hard. So then it's not Mahomes escaping the pocket, mm-hmm. getting a first down. Then you have a second and 17 or a third and 20 it's just there's there's gonna be so much momentum just in one play yeah I, I think the my, chiefs offensive line they were able to do their job very yeah, well they were I, th- I think my point with that was like even when you pressure patrick mahomes sometimes he's still just gonna make a play like the key is to like pressure him and yeah as you said just sack like and then, you know, you Which get second easier and 17. Said, said than and he done. still might just find Kelsey for 25 yards. Yeah, it's easier said than done. It's so hard, you know. They're, um, they're a tough duo to stop. Yeah. I think they schemed up. Like, the players, of course, are phenomenal. I think the coaching on the offensive side of the ball was phenomenal as well. And when you have that combo, they're just really tough to beat. Yeah. So. Totally agree. And... That was a good Super Bowl. Rihanna, that was a fun. I, I loved the Rihanna performance. It was great. I loved yeah. just the experience, just being with friends. and um, It's like a holiday. Like, it's the Super Bowls, It you know, it's the same sport that we've watched all year. But the Super Bowl, it's just, it's a different sort of, like, magnificent, like, spectacle that it just feels like an entirely different entity. Yeah. If that makes sense. And I got to watch. It transcends just football. Yeah. And I got to watch the game with some friends, some of whom are from the UK. And so having to explain a lot of different rules and and strategies and very much American football culture yeah. things uh, was quite entertaining to me. So, I'm sure. Um, fun time, good times. And uh Bye football. Bye bye football. Yeah. But don't worry, the USFL is coming in April. Because I, I know you're dying to see that. I'm, I'm good to just wait till August. No, no, but it's the USFL. You don't understand. Yeah, I don't. You're right. 
They'll be bankrupt midway through the season anyway. So. Is the XFL, is, is that still generating revenue since it's tried to come back? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. So, well, anyway, let's uh, say goodbye to football for now. We'll occasionally bring it back up with big news, mm-hmm. like when Aaron Rodgers eventually signs with the Jets or Derek Carr um, signs with the Jets or when some random NIL deal occurs in college football or more transfer portal stuff or if Aaron Rodgers ever returns from his his like trip in the wilderness yes yeah I'm not quite sure what's going on there but let's not make this about Aaron Rodgers so no. um but but he's a he's a he's probably the biggest storyline getting off which is why I'm sure. yeah oh Sean Payton signing with the Broncos I think that'll be really fun yeah. um and oh, there's one other. Who did the Cardinals hire? Um, the Eagles DC. Yeah, what's his name though? Gannon. Gannon Jonathan that's Gannon. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then well, Steve Shikin or Shikin or however you pronounce it. I think it's Shikin. The OC of the Eagles is the Colts head coach. Oh, wow. Well, anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. Now we can. Just take a deep breath. Now we can fully focus on basketball, which college basketball specifically through the first weekend of the week. Yes, uh, and we'll also touch on NBA for sure. All Star no. Weekend, I will. <laughs> okay, I will. All Star Weekend <laughs> is in Salt Lake. It's in our backyard, man. Yeah. Um, there's actually, I've actually have been seeing some really cool stuff that Salt Lake's getting a lot of. Uh, Cred for um, like having Julius Randle in their three point contest. Uh, yes, yeah, one of the many things. Um, that's number one. That's I'm skills, so excited. The for skills that. challenge uh-huh. consists of there's three teams, three teams of three. Interesting. The first team is Team Antetokounmpo, which features all Greek Antetokounmpo brothers in mm-hmm. Alex, Thanasis, and Giannis. Then it's Team Jazz. Featuring Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, and Walker Kessler, and then Team Rook, which consists which um, is con- which consists of Jaden Ivey, Jabari Smith, and uh, Paolo Mancaro. So that will be kind of fun. The celebrity. Game. I like how those are grouped. Yeah, that makes it it's, fun. Yeah, it's kind of a fun little group. The All Star Celebrity Game. Um, Featuring our boy Ryan Smith, um, he's playing in it. He's playing in it against. He's a captain, and the coaches are oh, one is Leslie. I want to say it's Leslie. I don't want to get her name wrong. I'm trying to remember. Um, don't. Don't tell me. We have no idea who this person is. This is even worthwhile. No, no. I think I think you do know who this person is, but now I'm just. Is she associated with women's basketball? I believe so. Then I may not know who she is. Yeah, I mean, you probably probably won't. But hold on, hold <laughs> on. Let me. I gotta pull up the name. Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the NBA All-Star Game, while you look for that, is is always, like, at least mildly entertaining. 
Uh, Trey Murphy's my guy. UVA guy is going to be in the dunk contest, so I'm excited for that. With Virginia's own Mac McClung as well. Oh, uh, um, Lisa Leslie is her name. Gotcha. Lisa Leslie. So Who's she? Uh, she's a luxury realtor and investor, according to her Instagram. And there's a basketball emoji, Hall of Famer. Oh, so, okay. So she at least has so basketball former, background. Former women's baller. Uh, but cool. I don't know from where. But cool. She's one coach, and the other coach is Giannis. That's For, funny. Uh, and there's guys like Calvin Johnson, Alex Bregman, Fat Joe, Twenty One Savage, Guillermo from Jimmy Kimmel, Guillermo Rodriguez. Um, is there a better NBA player to coach a celebrity game than Giannis? Yes, and. It's his assistant coaches, which are also his brothers. So well, you have, I, I just, you have the Antetokounmpo brothers. I and guess, I, I get, yeah, like what I'm trying to like, – Lindsey Vaughn. From a, from a uh, personality standpoint, I think it's so perfect to have him as a coach. Because yeah. I feel like he's no, just going to be – he's just going to be having a good time with it, you know? Yeah. So – No, it's it'll, it'll be super fun. It's, it's just – it's good to have that out here in Salt Lake. I mean, it's unfortunate that I'm, I'm going to be out of town – uh, or else that the weekends didn't work out or the weekend plans didn't work out. But I would have loved to have gone to um, uh, Jalen Duran. I don't think is playing anymore. But um, as a Pistons fan and UVA fan, I was sort of wanting to to go get cheap tickets. Because the tickets you could get like for like 40 to 60 bucks to go to the Rising Stars game, which totally seems like a decent deal to me. Yeah. Um, could have seen uh, Pistons, Detroit Pistons, Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran, along with UVA's Trey Murphy and as well. So. Something kind of fun. They're also doing, a, it's called a Next Up game. Uh-huh. It's like the G League All-Star game. Interesting. So it's Scoot, Team Scoot Henderson versus Team Luca Garza. So you have Scoot Henderson, who picked a bunch of, picked, who picked a bunch of guys, including BYU's very own Eric Mika, because they're on the same... Um, G League Ignite yeah, team. Yeah. Um, there's other fun guys like Kenneth Lofton Jr. Dude, that guy's the goat. Like that guy's fun. Him, Scottie Pippen Jr., which I'm not a fan of, but Malik Beasley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we won't mention that. Um, and then Luca Garza has Frank Jackson, Sharif O'Neal, uh, Isaiah Mobley, Mac McClung. So there's kind of some fun names there. So, but. And then obviously the All Star Game, yeah, it'll be fun. Um, uh, I, I'm excited. Sort of feels like the beginning of the NBA season a little bit, especially after some of these blockbuster deals that were made. Uh, it sort of feels like All Star Weekend just sort of feels like when the NBA is sort of like this is start like the intensity of things is starting to it start it it's not you know they were in the hole now they're on deck while March Madness and college basketball. Are yeah, well, I don't know if that makes sense. And but. it's still fun to keep up with it. Uh, mm-hmm. The West, so the Jazz currently hold like the tenth spot right now. Yeah, yeah, just the last versus playing spot. Yeah, versus yeah, the last playing spot versus right. like the three yeah. or four seed in like Sacramento or Dallas somewhere around there. It's only like a four or five game gap between those two, so a lot can happen in the West. Obviously, Kevin Durant going to the Suns, which we've already talked about um, last episode, but. Uh, Mikhail Bridges had a career high forty five last night for the nice. Nets. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Good for him. I've always really liked him. Yeah, and so it's kind of fun to see a lot of a lot of things going down uh, mm-hmm. here in the NBA. So yeah, like you said, they're on deck. They're not quite up at the plate yet. It's just, um, like I love the NBA. Like I love the NBA playoffs. Like I and I love the drama, the soap opera aspect of the NBA. It's just for me, I can't like. I just don't read into anything. That you know what I mean. Like, it's, it's very. Especially during this time of the year, we just had football. Football had my full attention along with college basketball. Now college basketball had my attention until early April. So it's just sort of like, you know, the NBA, it's good to get. I, I don't dislike it. It's just like in the back of my mind for most of the regular season. Yeah. Well, and then obviously there's a lot of people that are kind of the reverse where they love the NBA and they're not quite yeah. so high on but the college March basketball. Madness comes along. And March Madness. Yeah, how can you not love March Madness? But. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me about the NBA is there's just too many games. And so it's you can drop a game. It's almost like baseball. Or baseball, yeah. I think there's way too many games. For sure. I would be a lot more into it. I feel like as a person who's not a baseball player, never really played baseball, mm-hmm. has not really doesn't have an emotional connection to any team, um, except now the Mariners, which are, <laughs> are my team. Um well, no, I, I it's it's hard, and maybe yeah. speaking, I don't want to speak for you, but even as a diehard baseball fan, it's still kind of hard to keep up sometimes when the season can drag. Feels like it's just being dragged out. NBA has that same same vibe to it, where there, I feel yeah. like there's just too many games. College basketball, there's not. You know, there's 32 games maybe. Plus and the games post-season. just like even if they don't all really matter. To the school, to the coach, to the fan base, to the players, they all do matter. Yeah. Um, and in baseball, and it will, I will say, like, for baseball, it feels a little more, and then we can just get on to college basketball. Yeah, yeah. That was my final thought. But just, like, I feel like with baseball, like, the casual nature of it, it's a little more, like, it, it fits the vibe of the sport a little more, if that makes sense. So, like, I agree there's way too many MLB games that decreases the urgency of everything. But that feels more fitting than it does for basketball to be, for basketball games to be pointless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, like, for sure. Yeah. So, like, I think, you know, um, baseball's coming up, too. It in is. April, along with, we're watching some golf right now. Tiger Woods is first, first time back in a long time. And do we have a diehard Cardinals fan that quote, wants to come on the pod. Yeah, she will 100% be on when we preview baseball. Yeah, so, so that'll, be, that'll be fun. We'll but meet when me and her preview baseball. Yeah, I'll, I'll With just, you in attendance. Yeah, I'll just moderate or yeah, yeah. um or try to look up a bunch of Mariners stuff. Yeah. So I can hop in that, on that. But Anyway, college basketball? Yeah, let's go college basketball. Uh, I'm, most, starting, most I'm your, starting to feel it in the air. You know what I mean? It's dude. I've been feeling it. Mr. We just Krabs. we just finished watching some March Madness highlights and stuff. Like it's just it's starting to get to the point. I love college basketball the entire time, but like you get to this post Super Bowl and you start like getting that itch. Like you know, like after Thanksgiving, it's like the Christmas feels start. This Christmas spirit starts creeping up on you. Yeah, that's how I feel. The March Madness spirit is coming. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm ready. I, Anyways, ask your question about actual college basketball. No, I was going to say, what was your game of the week last last week? 
I I had my Mountain West game in UNLV versus San Diego State, which actually did not turn out to be all that great. Uh, San Diego State won by 11, but pretty much dominated the whole game. Uh, you did it for the weekend, right? Just the Saturday game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Tanner, the fan man, decided to uh, pull a fast one on us, so and pick a game that happened yesterday um, in which Tennessee defeated Alabama by nine in Knoxville. So I I think I chose UNC Clemson, where UNC beat Clemson by 20 on their home that was a That's a bad loss. That for, was for Clemson. For Clemson. That's a get right. I just think Clemson is amongst these decent – probably tournament good ACC teams. They were, like, number one for a while. They've dropped out of that. They're not really in contention for the ACC. I mean, they still are, but I don't think they really are. I think the teams competing for the ACC regular season championship are Virginia, Pitt, Miami. I don't think Clemson's in that group right now. I mean, they were They were weeks ago. A, week, a week ago, maybe. Yeah. But they've just sort of fallen off. And I think... They're a a ten seed level good type team. Yeah, this is what Clemson is every year. They they get really hot to start and then they tail off, and then you kind of like them as a sneaky good pick in the tournament, and then they lose. Rinse sort Fair of. enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, that was. My and point. then BYU actually played a pretty good game against Gonzaga, but couldn't pull out. The game in Spokane. Um, also, rinse, wash, repeat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think this story there is BYU will – BYU's team this year, again, just will play to its competition. So, if it's a better team like St. Mary's or Gonzaga, they'll step up. They'll play to the, they'll play five points worse than their competition. Yeah. And then when you play <laughs> Pepperdine – when you play Pepperdine – You lose by 12. You Yeah. Uh, and your Cavs – of Virginia beat Duke in overtime in a game that was slightly controversial, but Virginia probably should have won anyways because it was just a really ugly offensive performance by both teams. But Virginia is known for their defense, and they were able to defend Kilopowski, Phil, Kyle Filipowski. Yeah, he was their best player. To no points. Um, outside of Jeremy Roach, yeah, to zero points. Um, you know, I think – I, I understand – And five turnovers. I understand why Duke fans are mad about the reversal <clears throat> of a foul call because it was after the buzzer. But with that being said, I don't understand how anyone in their right mind can watch that and think it was a yeah, uh, especially the AC. But then the ACC came out and said they screwed up, and it's like how? How did they screw up? Because they said the foul was assessed and reviewed on Ryan Dunn, not Reese Beekman. Ryan Dunn. And if you go back, Ryan Dunn doesn't make any contact with Filipowski, and then once he does, it's after the shot, and it's, it's already hit zero. Yeah, so like, it's... I don't even know what happened. Yeah. I still don't understand. Yeah, and but and I don't think you know what, whatever. They, 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 Filipowski was zero for two from the line to begin with, anyway. So who says he would have made them? And you know, it's like, oh, Duke should have won. Well, they had five more minutes, to win, and they did. Yeah, true. So they, they had every chance. Um, 
But with Virginia, they also had sort of a crappy game last night against Louisville. I'm not reading too much into it right now. I think we're st- they're starting to feel the March Madness. Like, I think they're starting to feel the, the fever as well. And they are – I think they just played a couple clunkers. Uh, and But you know what? Great. You know what good teams do? They win their clunkers. Yeah. They win games like that when they're not playing well. Um. I think they'll be. I think they'll be just fine. But anyway, we don't have to talk about UVA all the time. We can just we can we can talk about other stuff too. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. let's just take a look at some of the standings here for some of the major conferences. Oh, that's a good idea. And teams, I'm looking at the Big Ten right now. Um, I did not know this. So Purdue at the top. Mm-hmm. Guess who second place is? Is it Northwestern? It's Northwestern. I didn't know that it was Northwestern, but I wanted to, when we started talking about the Big Ten, I wanted to shout out Northwestern for beating Purdue on Sunday and then beating Indiana last night. That is, that is crazy. Legit. They're going to make the tournament again um, for the first time since the meme of the, the kid crying. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. It's like, yeah, it's like yeah, our yeah. buddy Tyson. Shout out Tyson. That actually leaves to Cambodia. It looks nothing like him, but the reaction is something he would. It's a Tyson reaction. It is, but I love this Northwestern team. I admittedly have not really seen them play. I saw some brief highlights. I haven't really. I don't know anything about their team. I just know that they win against good teams at home. So, so they'll be a seven seed. I'll love them. I'll pick them to win. They'll lose to whatever ten seed they play. Because I get every eight, nine, seven, ten game wrong. No, they'll. It will be Northwestern versus the ten seeded Atlantic Ten team. Yeah, and they will lose. Yes, they'll lose to like Davidson by seven. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard it here first. I don't think they've won a tournament game ever. That seems isn't that right. their thing. That's like a thing that North or because I think I know for the, the last time, time they made it wasn't that the only time they made it. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they were on a list of like five to ten teams that have never won, never made it. Because William and Mary's on that list. Teams have never turned. Has Northwestern ever made the NCAA tournament? The program has made the NCAA tournament just once in school history yeah, back in 2017. Yeah. With the kid crying. Yeah. So they have not won an NCAA tournament game. I love their I'm not a I'm not a pick pick your final four. Guy, I hate when people do that because it's like, how can like you make a final four without bracket? Yeah. No, I said one seeds, two seeds. <laughs> I, I which is essentially on, which is essentially just the final four, but but yes. But I, but they're I, a I team that can win that that this team has <laughs> good, has as good of a chance in school history to win a tournament game. Yeah, and you know I'm looking so Indiana's Purdue, a good team. Indiana's up there. Michigan State. They're I'm okay. Not, I'm not like super convinced, but Michigan State, either. Iowa, Maryland, and Illinois are all tied. Iowa's, I think they're just sort of like what they usually are, but not quite as good. Yeah, they're normally offensively powered and no defense. And, and they're probably that, but a little worse. Not yeah, I, I'm not convinced on the Rutgers is right there with, with Michigan. I do like this Rutgers team though. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just really inconsistent. Michigan is also a weird team. They 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 don't even deserve to be mentioned with these other teams in the West Virginia. 
Yeah. They've got uh, no shot of making the tournament, along with Wisconsin Stinks, too. Wisconsin? They you know, beat Michigan this week. So, second to last place is Ohio State, and they've they're 11-14. Yeah. But, yeah, I still can see them. Like, I think... They apart, could win a couple games apart, in the Big Ten tournament Yeah, apart from Minnesota, who's dead last... Yeah, they're I think, terrible. I think every team... Like... Can beat... Any other team can, can potentially make a run. Obviously, like Purdue, Indiana. Purdue had to hit like a last second shot to beat Ohio State earlier this year. Same you with know? Rutgers. And, oh, I guess Ohio State barely, be, beat, Rutgers. barely beat Rutgers. But, well, like, Ohio State has some good pieces. They're just young. So. I think another team that I would put, like, Purdue's obviously number one. I think Indiana and Northwestern sort of in that next group. You mentioned them, but we didn't talk much about them. I think this Illinois team's pretty good. I'm not a big Iowa or Michigan State believer. And Rutgers, I'm a believer depending on what kind of matchup they are. Like, I like them as sort of a scrappy, well-coached team. I do like this Illinois team because I think they have some talent. And they're not not as talented as previous years, but less, far less stupid. They're far less dumb. Yeah, well, I think not having Andre Cabello definitely helps. Um, yes, so there's, they have two guys, Coleman Hawkins and Terrence Shannon. Jr. Those guys are both good. Terrence they're, they're, Shannon, they're, 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 they are fun to watch. I yeah. really like watching. And they've been, them. I think they've got, they were really good to start the year, then sucked, and then Sky Clark, their five star point guard, like quit the team, and now they're better. Um, and that can happen. So that happens sometimes. So yeah, fun right. stuff in the Big Ten. Fun stuff in the Big Ten. Let's go. So we'll briefly the American Conference, obviously Houston. Oh, Houston. There, there's some interesting teams here, though. Memphis is in that conference. Memphis right? is up there. They're tied for. They're second. probably a tournament team. They're tied for second with Tulane. I don't think and they're a tournament. I literally know nothing about Tulane. Tulane is 16 and seven versus Memphis is 19 and six. And then Wichita's in that conference. Wichita, they're not very they're good. Not good. Cincinnati's kind of struggling. Temple has a great win over Houston, but but otherwise are probably otherwise not very nothing. Good. Yeah, uh, just wanted to glance with that. Let's go. Pac-12 looks interesting here. Um, so you does have it? it actually it actually does because <laughs> is it interesting? I'm, it's the Pac-12 <laughs> will always be interesting because of what they think they are. I think I will always find them uninteresting. They're interesting because they think they are more interesting. Okay. And they are actually So there's some investment because they think they're interesting, which makes you care because you're like, I want them to prove they're not interesting. Literally. Because it's funny to me. Yeah, and I'm also just a In a UCLA-Arizona arms race for the top spot is fun. I'm also a very petty BYU fan who just does not want to see Utah succeed. But Utah is on the bubble. They're, I think they are barely on the bubble, and I mean that in like the the negative way. Yeah, uh, Utah and USC uh, really the only teams worth talking about. You could Arizona State is up there as well. Yeah. So Utah, USC, Arizona State, but then the obvious UCLA and Arizona run that conference. I'm really I think a UCLA Arizona Pac-12 championship would be an awesome game. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Those two teams are very good. I I haven't watched UCLA much, but I think they're very solid with, like, Amari Bailey, Hami Hawkes, Tiger Campbell. I feel like you sort of know what you're getting there. Um, Arizona, they're fun. 
But they have like they have like they could be the best team in the country type upside and like they can get upset early downside. Yeah. I, I really like um like because Kerr Carissa, he's uh, who knows what he is. He's a wild card. Uh, Omar, I love Kerr Omar Carissa, ba- Ballo. Omar Ballo. Yeah, he he was a backup Gonzaga big when they were like undefeated and went to the Natty, and he didn't play much. He transferred to Arizona. He's been great for them, along with uh, what's his face? Uh, who's the who's the other the other big? Yeah, I it's... should know his name. That's so. That's embarrassing. He's a, he's a lefty, right? Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, it's um like the six nine white guy, European probably. Yeah, I'm looking at the roster, and there's two of them because they're brothers. Two two the list. Two Bellis. Two Bellis. That's it. Oh, which what are their first names? Azalos and Talt Vilas. Talt Vilas. I think it's the first one. That's the very good one. I just know him as Two Bellis. And then they've yes, got um, it's him. And then they've got uh, he averages twenty points a uh, game. Texas transfer Courtney Ramey. Courtney Ramey is fun to watch. He's too. good. Um, yeah, I think they're very good. They're intriguing to me. UCLA, I feel like they're that, that's good. That could be a fun matchup if they are in the Pac-12 championship game because like they're it's like one has that boom or bust type thing and the other one's sort of the steady. Yeah. Well, I love Mick Cronin. I really like him as a coach, especially like he, he's such like a East Coach. He's a Northeastern yeah, type guy. Type, attitude. Yeah, attitude slash like style of ball where they're not super highly like offensive, but they still kind of have like this swagger, this this still like West Coast, like we can still play really good offense, but we're going to D up and we're going to pound it yeah. inside. We're going to slow things down. I agree. I, I do think – I do think – Mick Cronin and UCLA, that pairing working is like the most surprising thing to me. Yeah. Like, I just thought that was the weirdest fit ever. And it's working and good for them. It's like if Jim um, Harbaugh went to UCLA to coach football almost. Like, yeah. Or like, I'm trying to think. Like, or like if. Um, like Kirby, oh, Dabo. Dabo coached Oregon. Yeah, that'd be the, the very southern religious guy coaching Nike Pacific Northwest Renewables. That's the yeah. that's the best. Anyway, It'd be, um, yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, um, so we'll move on from the Pac-12. Big I'm, East has got to be included in this conversation. Big somewhere. East. Yeah, no, we'll we'll get to the Big East. I'm just looking at yeah. my favorite conference, which is the Atlantic Ten, which this year is kind of disappointing. VCU's at the top with Dayton and Fordham and St. Louis. If VCU Duquesne's is the team, I, I'm not a believer. Yeah. I don't know anything about this VCU team, but, like, I don't hear anything about this VCU team, which makes me, like – Like, last year I felt like um, they got two teams in because I don't know if you remember that – the A-10 championship game last year between yeah. Richmond and Davidson. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, yeah. on Selection Sunday. Just an amazing game that Richmond won – but that Davidson team was legit on paper, like yeah. really good. There's no team like that this year. Yeah, no, there is. There, there. It's definitely a down year, but I felt like it was worth mentioning for sure. So, but let's bring up, uh, let's bring up the Big East because Big East. I I, has, I don't know how to make sense of the Big East. The Big East, similarly to the Big Twelve, 
they just cannibalize each other. Especially those top five-ish teams. Like, I look at Marquette had a really bad loss early this season. They're good. I believe in them. They had a really bad loss. I can't. Let me see who it was. Dude, Shaka Smart got hair, and now they're just rolling. Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah. It was. They lost to Mississippi State. Like, okay, they lose to Purdue. That's okay. not that bad. Mississippi State. It's no, not good. Mississippi State is not. No, they're not. They're, they're not are, good. Well, they're, they're not seven, terrible. They're seventeen and nine. Yeah, that's okay, not that maybe, bad. Okay, maybe they they were good at the time. Yeah, they were five and zero. Oh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, okay, maybe I'm being a little harsh, because it seems yeah. Marquette has... I will say that that might be a little harsh, dude. I don't think it's a bad loss. I guess, I guess it's when not I was, a good one, but... The game I watched, I watched the full game, they were not impressive to me. Yeah. and But I have not admittedly seen them really play. I so, watched them. They hit a game-winning shot last night against Xavier with, like, one second left. That was really Dang, fun. Xavier can't catch a break, man. No. They've, Xavier has lost to Marquette by one, Butler by two, but then they beat Providence by two. Maybe it's Providence I'm thinking of that can't catch a break. Well, but Providence, Providence, if Providence is the team that can't catch a break this year, I don't feel that bad because they caught every break last year. Yeah. That is true. Ed Cooley. Yeah. America's Dream. Shaw, yeah. Honestly, shout out to my boy Sean Miller. From Xavier for somehow for avoiding the feds, like just absolutely was just proven wiretapped, proven to be maliciously breaking the rules, and it just comes down on everybody else besides respect. Dude, that is respect. I call that delegation. It is. That's it. That's a good way to delegate. <laughs> oh. You will take the punishment yeah. anyway. But from a basketball standpoint, I don't really. I don't. I can't tell you what makes Xavier, Providence, and Marquette different in my mind at all. Yeah, I don't and, know if that makes sense. For reference, but... for reference, Marquette's first, then tied for second is Xavier, Providence, Creighton. And then there's like a three, two and a half game gap. Seton Hall, after them UConn. I associate after them Villanova, and then there's kind of yeah. That then we should just stop listing those teams after that. But um, I do I do associate UConn with that top group. I do as well. That's the yeah. So they see, they've been so weird. I don't know what to make of yeah, them. Yeah, Seton Hall has a worse record, but they are above UConn. Yeah, uh, but like, but like eh. UConn actually has yeah. the same record as Xavier and Providence, and a better record than Creighton. Yeah, but we uh, we know that Creighton. The only reason why the record's bad is because. When Calk runners out and they lost to terrible teams like BYU, um, <laughs> that literally. But like I remember when they, they I like how the, the way they're playing right now, and like I liked them a lot in Maui. I did too, but I can't judge off Maui. No, you're totally correct. You know? They call it um, Titus and Tate go to Maui every year, and they refer to it as the Maui bump, where like if you do something good in Maui. It for no reason, you just think of them as that team for the rest of the year. Yeah, like Tate just jokingly says that he he continues to view Arizona as the best team in the country because of the Maui bump. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they but they did look good. But you you could see like they they can be very good. They're very good. That I'm actually very excited to see the Big East tournament because it's going to be crazy. All these games between each other are always really close. Is like Seton Hall's going to win it, aren't they? We're gonna want we're gonna want answers as to who's 
better out of that top five of Xavier, Providence, Marquette, um, Creighton, Creighton, UConn, UConn. and, and Seton like Seton Hall will beat all of them, and none of them will face each other, and we'll have no answers, no questions answered. That's how I see that going. I, yeah. Or Nova will just win. I could see Bill. I I mean, I really could like Villanova. Yeah. Villanova, they're just, just not good. They, I mean, they're not, but. I, it wouldn't surprise me, I guess. Cause just cause it's Nova. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go with the last three conferences in the SEC, Big Twelve, and ACC. So mm-hmm. let's go SEC right now. Um, SEC. So Alabama's at the top, but Tennessee beat Alabama. But they last did just night. win, but they're still at the top. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, who's after those two? Is Tennessee second in the conference? Tennessee is actually third. Who's second? Texas A&M, which I had zero idea. They just had been sneaky, I guess. They beat a very good Arkansas team yesterday. Um, I say say very good. Very talented Arkansas team. Very talented. Very talented Arkansas team. They they lost someone for – who did they lose for the year? What was his name? Basili? No, that's the Tech Center. There, they had a season-ending injury of one of their highly regarded guys. It was... But they still... They still have Anthony Black, who's a beast. Anthony Black's awesome. They have Nick Smith. I think that's his name. They've got a bunch of these, like, five-star guys. They got dudes on their team. But you can't trust them out. Uh... Trevor, oh, Trevor Brazil. Brazil, okay. He was like an important piece for them. And I think losing him for the whole season hurts. Yeah, it's but, it's tough, but... Um, yeah, they've got, they're, talent. They're they've got talent. They're just young. Yeah, but like, are they sort of one of those like... But they're the type of young where you can't like... You can't attribute it to them being young because it's like... Like, are you going to say like these Duke one-and-done teams, it's like, oh, well, they can't do because they're young. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it makes sense, though, because I think I think the SEC is a really good conference. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't show up. Arkansas the bottom half. So you have Alabama, then A&M, who's a game back. Tennessee's two games back after A&M. Auburn and Kentucky, they're one game back from them. Another game back, Missouri, Vanderbilt, Florida. Then Arkansas and Georgia. I think Missouri is an intriguing team. I think Missouri, they're pretty good. Missouri is a good team, and I could see them being a ten seed. Yeah, and 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 winning against a seven and giving the two a really good game. If not beating, if not beating, if them. not beating a two seeded Arizona team. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I could totally see that, dude. We're predicting, or that. or Arizona could beat them by thirty. I don't. I don't know which. Also true, but I'm gonna. But yeah, yeah. But I'm that's one that you got to predict. Yeah. Yeah. Auburn's also kind of a weird team. I, I, I am not a believer. And but but Bruce Pearl, man. He's such a good guy. We, we love. Bruce so we were Pearl. talking about Kentucky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then anyway. Kentucky, anyway. Kentucky. I still like. I still. They're a weird team, but they kind of same thing as Missouri, but maybe even more so. I can see Kentucky being an eight seed and making a Sweet Sixteen run. Yeah, especially if they get the right one seed. Exactly. 
Like, right. can't you see them? Can't you see them just like they, somehow beating Purdue? Yeah. Can't they, you yeah. see that? Like that could happen. Because you know why? Because Shebway can handle Edie. Yeah. Shibway he might be can... a little small, but like in terms of just rebounds, and he's going to be willing to scrap with Edie exactly. will get his, but Shebway will be able. The question is like, I think the question's not Shebway. The question is like, Wheeler. what are the rest of these? What's Wheeler going to do? What's Jacob Toppin going to do? Yeah. What's uh, is CJ Frederick going to be able to shoot him out of the? Is Cason Wallace going to look like he did early in the season? Like the rest of their freshmen, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, those guys are going to dictate where things go. And then you have Tennessee, who I think is very I, good. They're going to be a three seed, I believe. Yeah. And I can't tell if I really like them in the tournament or really don't. I'm just, I am just, they make me very afraid. I like, I love the fact that they are just a tenacious, good defensive team. And I think Rick Barnes is due to not choke in the tournament. Like, I feel like at some point he's going to break through. I don't know when, but like the fact, this team, it doesn't matter who they're playing. There is a potential that they play like a that they play in the second round against six seed and score like forty eight points. Yeah, they're not reliable scoring the ball, but they're probably they're the best defensive team in the country. And that's coming from our UGA guy. Yes, and Virginia's not the best defensive team in the country, or even close. But um, yeah, this Tennessee defense is, is probably the best in the country right now. Which makes me believe in them, but I've watched plenty of other Virginia teams that have had really good defenses and sort of shaky offenses, and I've seen how that goes. Yeah. Usually not great. So, I don't like any team that's too good at something, but not good at the other thing in the tournament. And which, and it makes you susceptible. And you were showing me the other day um, how Tennessee ranks really good defensively. Yeah. But... Not good offensively. Yeah. So... Yeah. Fair points, fair points. Like, the, maybe number one defense, 48 offense, or something like that. But, anyway, um, I think that touches on all the relevant SEC teams. Yeah, so let's move on to the ACC. And I do like a and I don't know. I, I, didn't know I, I, I need to watch a and I, I, I had zero idea. Yeah, yeah, But I like that they've got guys like Henry Coleman and Radford. Henry Coleman and, is good. And they're, and they're coached by Buzz that. Williams. And yeah. I will always believe in a Buzz Williams coach team because I think he's a great coach. Fair. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah, So let's go ACC here. I'm just going to give you the mic here. Okay. But first, I'm going to – it's about half – like there's 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 two halves, um, and it's split by UNC in the upper half, Boston College in the lower half. So we won't talk about Boston College, Florida State Tech, the two techs in Virginia, Georgia Tech, Notre yeah. Dame, Louisville, Pitt and UVA tied at first. This Pitt team is like they're the Texas A and M of the ACC, where it's just like, like it's I don't a- understand how they're not ranked. They're really good. And they're I like watching them. They play really good basketball. They like I watch like I mean they, we watch them early granted early. We were home for winter break. Early conference. Come play. back and win against Virginia. And it wasn't just Virginia played poorly down the stretch in that game, but like Pitt was good. And there's a reason Pitt continues winning. Yeah. It's because they're good. Uh yeah, I really like Federico, Federico. They they just have some guy. weird losses. Yeah. Federico, Federico. They just had some weird losses. One of them to Florida State. 
Another one. Florida uh, State, they, they, they're talented enough that, like... A home loss. Them. They lost at home. It was not in Tallahassee. Yeah, I don't um, love that. But. Which is kind of interesting. They lost to Duke by eight, um, which... I, I uh, can't get too mad at that. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think that'd be fair. Um, and then... And what's their other they, conference? They lost to Miami? Uh, Clemson by one. Clemson. Hot Somehow. Clemson. They beat, yeah. So, yeah. And so, it's like, they have wins against, like, UVA... Miami, or have State. they beaten Miami? I know they play Miami uh, in March. That, that might be their each of their last games, but I don't know if they've played once already. I think they may not. They they have Pitt one by three. One. Pitt okay. one by three. I mean they have good wins, close wins against Wake Forest, um, UVA, like we already said, and then they came back and beat Florida State, beat UNC, and Chapel Hill. Yeah, I like they beat they beat UNC twice. Yes, yes, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. So, each each time by like one. Yeah, P- yeah. so Pitt Pitt's a good team because they they, they get those like they get those um, wins that are really gritty, yeah. which I like. Uh, which is it's like that's that's how Pitt teams should be. Yeah, they have their their first three games they had yeah. two losses, getting killed by West Virginia and Michigan. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And then they lost again to VCU. So they, they were 1-3 at the start of the season with yeah. with really bad losses to West Virginia and Michigan. And then losing the VCU by four, which isn't – That's not that bad. But it's not still like If you're good, you probably – A very like good it. win. They destroyed Northwestern in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Yeah. Um, and Northwestern has that two spot. I'm thinking Northwestern's probably a different team. Yeah. They have a one-point lo- one loss to Vanderbilt. Um they beat Syracuse by two. The NC State by eight. Yeah, this is just... so basically they seemed like they were to sum it up. They were not good out of conference and have been great in the ACC. Yeah, um, and, and I believe if they were to play Michigan again or oh, they VCU, kill West Virginia, I they feel like they would probably Michigan. win all those games. Michigan so. stinks. So okay, so and I think we've heard quite a bit about UVA, so we'll just move on yeah, from UVA. Yeah. Um, Miami's half a game back. They're good. Miami's very good. I, I do like this Miami team. They're twenty one and five. They're fourteen and zero at home. Yeah, beat Virginia they're, at home. They're they're a hard team to beat at home. Um, Clemson's half a game behind them. Then I really think that we're starting good. with the next tier. Yeah, I think Virginia beat yeah, yeah. Miami is okay. One so tier. split in half. Yeah. Then you have the top tier. With Pitt, UVA, Miami, then you have this next tier: Clemson, NC State, Duke, Wake, Syracuse, UNC. They're all within. Yeah, a I think those are the relevant other. teams. Um, yeah. I think that who do you who do you buy out of Clemson, NC State? Duke, Should I just Wake, go through Syracuse? all of them and buy and sell them? Yeah. Okay, Clemson, buy or sell? Sell. Yeah, NC State, buy or sell? Buy. Duke, buy or sell? I think I think I gotta I buy got Duke. Buy? I think I I would buy Duke. I I am like they are thirteen and zero at home and they're two and six away. They just struggle on the road. Uh, but like, are they gonna be okay when it matters? Be outside of the confines of of comfortable Cameron Indoor Stadium? No, they won't. But they'll make the tournament, so I'm buying it. Oh, oh, is that the definition? Oh, uh, I guess. Sell? No, let's go. I'm just sort of telling you whether I think this is a like a team that intrigues me and I like or not. 
Alright, well, then if that's the case, then I'm selling the crap out of Doom. Duke is just sort of like, eh. It's, the problem is, like, it's sort of biased because I think they're an okay team, but, like, because they've got the Duke name on the jersey, you expect more. No, you do expect more, but... But, you, you know, sorry, you're six. Duke. You're Duke, so you do have to be held on you can't. Be, you can't be 2-6. and six Yeah. Uh, I, I, will say, I will say, like, they can win a game in the tournament as, like, an 8-9 or 7-10, but, like, that's it. NC State I like. They could... NC State could scare someone in an 8-1. Yeah. They could, like, scare Purdue, if not beat Purdue. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Wake Forest. I like them. Bye. Syracuse. No. So, I'm selling Syracuse. Any Jim Beheim coach team. Like, they've got Judah Mintz and... Uh, Joe Girard. Yeah, and that Matthew Edwards guy seems pretty good. But, like, he shouldn't be good, but he is. Um... <laughs> And then, in regards to Wake Forest, I want to say that Appleby is probably going to win uh, ACC Player of the Year. They've got a solid team. I don't know if they make the tournament or not, but I like them. I think they're good. So, yeah. buy them. And but, then, who, uh, is UNC the last one? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell both UNC and Duke. I'm selling Syracuse, UNC, Duke, and buying NC State Wake. And... Clemson, you're selling as well. And Clemson as well. Yeah. These are not terrible teams, but, like, they just don't do it. Except UNC UNC could totally make the Sweet Six. Well, UNC at this point has to be worried about actually making the tournament. That's a concern. Yeah. Um. But they very well could make the Sweet Six. Uh, do I think so? No. But, like, after last year, you have to have that in your mind as, like, well, Armando Baycott is... He is who he is, which is very good. Yeah, and and what Caleb Love are you going to get? Are you going to get the one from last year's tournament that just popped fire and was lethal? Or are you, you going to get every other version of him? Which yes, is which I tend Rick's. to, as, as the analytics statistics-minded me, looks at exception versus rule. And I think that the tournament last year was UNC's exception. And also, I really like R.J. Davis a lot, actually. I do. I also, but though, I don't, I don't think, think he's, he's not that talented. I, he, you know can't, I mean? like, he can't take over. Mm-mm. But he's a good player to have on your team. He's a little more steady. Yeah. Leaky Black, kind of same idea. He's a glue guy. Yeah. A good one. Pete Nance, how does he shoot? That sort of matters. Can yeah. he become Brady Manic? Probably not. But if he can, that improves things. Because uh, they've been missing that boy, but. Anyway, because he, he was recruited to to take that. And then guys, like, I expected after the Natty last year that, like, a guy like Puff Johnson, I was like, oh, he will be ready to step up and be a part of this core, which just hasn't happened. They've got freshmen who are th- young guys who I think are okay, but none of them have stepped up and given you anything interesting. So, anyway, right. should we move on to Big 12? Big 12. And we'll finish out the podcast episode here. Yeah. Big 12. All right. So this one's fun. From first place to last place is a six-game difference. Can so we start from the bottom to eliminate the teams we shouldn't or don't want to talk about? But I was going to say oh, every yeah, team, there's one team that's 500, and the rest of them are above 500, which is incredible yeah. for a conference. Um, the bottom three. Texas Tech's one of them, right? Texas Tech. And they o- beat and Texas this week. 
Oh, Texas Tech and Oklahoma are at the bottom. Beat Alabama by like 30. Yeah. It's So those teams are like they're not good. <laughs> they won't make the tournament obviously, but they're you don't want to play them. Yeah, no. Those those are yeah. hard teams to play. Yeah, yeah. Then West Virginia, who is on the bubble. Who's 15 and 11. They're as of right now in the tournament as planned, which is crazy. That yeah. the fact that you can be 7th place yeah. the bottom half Make and so, so those were the bottom teams. Of the Big those are the bottom three. Then there's kind of a little gap, and, and this group. is where it can. There's a middle group yeah. of four teams: TCU, mm-hmm. who's six and seven in the conference play. Mm-hmm. Then above them, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, awesome teams. I like is Iowa State in that sort of group. Iowa State, State is right above Kansas. State. Should we buy or sell these teams too? Okay, let's go. I kind of like doing that. Okay, then let's go TCU. Are you buying or selling them? I'm buying them. You're buying TCU? They, they're on like a four-game losing streak. They're missing one of their best players. I forgot his name. But I just like their brand of basketball. They're just big and physical. And yeah. I think that translates. And it's not like a typical – you kind of think more I'm ECC, okay with Big East. Yes. They are like – yeah, they're like old-school Big East type team just big physical stro- they look like a football team i think i just for them like this is purely based off the eye test and that I like. sorry that player is mike miles mike miles yes i i just sort of think especially if a team's playing bad now i almost like it because i sort of think with college basketball there's ebbs and flows and i think they'll they'll bounce back up at the right time so i'm gonna buy tcu buy tcu oklahoma state Buy for the extent of what they are. Like, TCU can be a second weekend team as, like, a six seed or something. I think Oklahoma State's, like, an eight or nine that is very much like that NC State pit type eight or nine where it's, like, I could see them winning an eight, nine game and getting a one seed run for their money. Just to lose by eight. Yes. I don't think think the upside with Oklahoma State is – is there like it is with TCU, but I, I still like them. I like them for their value, wow. you know. All right, Kansas State. Sell. How come? I do like Jerome Tang, um, their new head coach. He was the assistant at Baylor. I, I like their team, but sort of feel like they're slightly overachieving. They're maybe a year or two away. Um, I just, I don't know. I, they're, I, especially because they're like a four seed. That that's like that's the context with all these buy or sells too. Is I'm buying Oklahoma State at like an eight or nine seed, like they did. Kansas State's like a four, and I don't really like them there. I don't think they're that good. I I think they're like a six or seven seed. Same thing. So I think they're more like a six or seven seed in terms of like how good they actually are. They've overachieved and good for them. Uh, They've earned it. But when it comes to tournament time, I don't like either of those teams. Honestly, I, maybe one of them gets to the Sweet 16, but I sort of think both will lose in the first round. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, and then... Did you have any thoughts on any of them that you wanted to add? I don't want to, like, pause. I mean, I I agree. I really like TCU, um, even though they all have Miles Jr. Yeah. Um, I kind of agree. I could see them being an eight seed and making a, a final four run. I really could see that. Will it happen? I mean, 
it's hard to say yeah. It's, okay. it's hard, yeah, obviously, yeah, I don't know the bracket. You don't know but, the bracket. But, but they, they are talented enough. It's more like a vibe and thing right was now. Was it Jamie Dixon is the coach? Oh, yeah, it is. Former pit coach. Former pit coach. Which I, I was actually like going to say that TCU sort of reminds me of what an old pit team would be like, which makes sense. Yeah, and I, and I like Jamie Dixon a lot. Yeah. And he has a lot of experience. I think he's good. Um, I forgot about that aspect. I yeah. really like that. And, you know, I don't know a ton about the states of Iowa State, Kansas State, or Oklahoma State. I've seen them play. Yeah, I'd be lying. I'd be lying, but they get – they sort of like blend in with middling Big Twelve teams. For me, TJ Osselberger, the coach of Iowa State, he's recruiting really well. And Jerome Tang, I really like him. I just think both of those. I think they're programs that are on the up, that are overachieving, that are really like a year or two away. Yeah, but um, and yeah, I I mean I could see Kansas State making a run as well, but I. They're just too inconsistent for me. I mean, you know, you beat TCU a week ago pretty handily by 20 points, and then you lose to Texas Tech. Yeah. And then you lose to Oklahoma. So, but who are good teams? Are, are there are there three left? There's three left. So then if we're yeah. going to move on, they're all tied for first. Kansas, Texas, Baylor. I think I like all of them. Yeah, to we, would, we would all buy them. I think when we're talking about the top teams in a conference – in the bottom teams, there's no point in like buying or selling because we're obviously buying the top teams and obviously selling the bottom. The middle ones is where it's sort of interesting. Like, yeah, but I'm buying all these teams, of course. So, out of these three, who would you bet on to win the Big Twelve championship? And then we'll end. We'll end our episode there. Um, I'm gonna say to win the Big Twelve regular season championship. Regular season tournament, however you just want to call anything, it. Being yeah. the team in the Big Twelve, I'm gonna say Kansas, and because it's just it's Kansas, it's the Big Twelve and it's Kansas, and it's hard to pick against them. But I like them the least out of those three in the NCAA tournament. I think Baylor, um, they got back. He's been out. Their big man, uh, who's been out multiple who's been out a while. Uh, you know, the guy with the goofy name. Akshav, the African-sounding name, big guy for Baylor, uh, had been out most this year, and once he's come back, they've been a different team. So I like them in March. He was a he was a backup big man, uh, Oshawa, something Oshawa, uh, for the national championship team and was a good player for them last year. Jonathan Shamwa shot... Shoa. Yeah, yeah, him, him, him. But it starts with T's. Yeah, 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 him. I like him a lot. I like their if their bigs are healthy, because that's what stood out against Gonzaga a couple years ago. Is I think this team, like, you don't have like Davion Mitchell, Jared Butler, you don't have those guys, but I do really like uh Flag Flagger, Cryer, and Keontae George. I think those are really good players. Um if they're they are a top-level Final Four contending team if they've got their big men, like, like full strength. Because that's what I like about them. They're just big and physical. They're they're like TCU. They're like an old Big East team. Um, just physical and skilled. Um, this Texas team, I really like the talent, but I really like this Texas team way more if they had Chris, Chris Beard as their head coach right now. 
I don't think he should be their head coach right now, thankfully. We don't need to get into that part of it. He's obviously not a very good guy, but he was a great head coach. I would trust them more with Chris Beard, but I don't... I still think they're really good, but I'm a little more hesitant because they don't have a head coach. But they've been really good. I really like their team. I like Marcus Carr. Um, Yeah, and then Kansas... I think is good, but like they scream, uh, like win the Big Twelve early exit in the tournament. Yeah, I, I just don't trust. I I just don't. Eh, like I don't know. For I like Texas and Baylor in the tournament more. I think I like Kansas in the Big Twelve regular season. I was gonna tournament. I was gonna say something. I actually really like Texas winning the regular season mm-hmm. championship, um, especially because. I can't Dude, argue. They're with that they're at all. fourteen and one at home. Yeah, they struggle. Ridiculous. They struggle on the road. So they lost to Texas Tech this week. Yeah, the they they struggle very much on the road, but they kill at home. Yeah, they have, I think, six more games who, left. Who wouldn't struggle on the road in the Big Twelve? Hey, that's a fair point. Yeah, um, they have they, do. they have five games left. Yeah, three of those are at home. They have two on the road at Baylor at TCU. Yeah, they probably drop those, um, but I really like. I I think Kansas will go to the Sweet Sixteen. That that seems right. And I think Baylor will kind of be in their shadow mm-hmm. until the tournament and make it to the Final Four. Yeah, that's my prediction. I do, I do like, and I wanna, I wanna say before we close out, but the reason I had Kansas is purely because of the name. Yeah, honestly. So this is what um, Texas will win. This is my prediction. Texas will win the regular season yeah. championship. Kansas will win the Big Twelve tournament, and Baylor will go the furthest. You know what? You if if you're making me over, like I think Kansas wins, but it's not because the like out of those three teams, I think. I think and we might both agree. I think I have Kansas third out of those three in terms of how good I actually think they are. Yeah. I think Texas and Baylor are the top two teams. I probably lean Texas. I would definitely be Texas if it was Chris Beard, but 1A, 1B, probably slightly edged to Texas. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, that's your – Wrap up there. Yeah, that's your college basketball dive. Yeah. Super Bowl – Recap and NBA All Star game. Yeah, fun? Question mark. Uh, we just sort of talked. We just kind of talked, man. Yeah, yeah. You know why? Because this, this is BNT Talk Sports. We Thanks talk for coming sports. on, everyone. Have a fun uh, Presence Day and All Star weekend. Till next time.